Hey now, off and running, Simplify. Welcome into Tiger Tailgating. Saturday afternoon. Herb Tyler, Herb Teasy. Yes. Christian Garrick here with you. KD. Potter at Master Control. Going to be here <laughs> hanging out with you until 4 30, getting you set for LSU and Texas AM. A huge game tonight for huge. LSU because it's a benchmark, getting the 10 wins potentially in the regular season, Herb. And yes. that would be a significant accomplishment for this Tiger team that people, including myself, didn't yep. think that they could reach this. Huge accomplishment. You know, it's, it's weird because um, just 11 games ago, if you will, um, you know, people were still kind of doubting the Tigers a little bit. But, man, they've been on the road lately. Um, we lost against Florida, which I thought we should have won that game. They gave us every opportunity to win. However, we didn't come out with the victory. But and then we lose against Alabama. But every other game from that point, you know, from every other win, those wins were huge. And I thought they made really good statement wins against Georgia, against Miami, um, and also against uh, Auburn as well. So I think Coach O is on the right track, man. This season has been something that no one really – uh, anticipated, um, let's call it national media anyway, anticipated them to have this season. If you want to tailgate with us, 504-260-1870, text 870-870. A 10-win season within the grasp of the LSU Tigers. Do you think they'll get it? They are underdogs uh, over there in mm-hmm. uh, Texas A&M in, in College Station. Three and a half points. 504-260-1870, text 870-870. Do you think LSU gets that 10-win threshold? And Herb, why, why do you surmise that LSU is a three and a half point underdog on the road, even though they're nine and two and the Aggies are seven and four? Yeah, I, you know Texas A&M is one of those teams where you you know it's it's they they have a really good coach in Jimbo Fisher, and I think he can control the ball offensively, um, and I think they can put up points. And you know I think uh, Vegas is is probably saying that we won't put up the points that we need to beat those guys with, especially playing them in you know at Texas A&M. Um, but, you know, and they have the 12th man and all that other stuff, so it's going to be difficult for us to go in there and come out with a win. But we, we've we played them and, and beaten them, you know, since they've come in the SEC pretty much every year. And uh, and I don't see anything changing with that. I, you know, it, it, what's difficult, though, is we got a, guy, a lot of guys hurt on defense. So, you know, we, we've got those injuries on def- defense that, that may play a significant part in the game. So hopefully we can overcome those injuries and still play well. Braden Fooko not going today. Um, Christian Fulton's still a little banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's, it's a matter of fact. Guys like Grant Delpit, et cetera, they have to step up even more. Grant Delpit's been sensational this yep. season. Um, but uh, that defense has been through a little bit of adversity this year, losing guys in particular, Caleb on Chasson early in the season. So uh, Dave Aranda will, will scheme his way out of that, I think. I agree. I, I don't I – don't, Look, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think Dave Aranda is one of the smartest minds in, in football defensively, if you will. Um, and I think he's going to figure something out um, to slow down Texas a attack. But, you know, we, on the flip side of that, offensively have to attack also. We, we, you know, let's not, let's not play, um, you know, just, you know, ground and pound today. Let's, let's go out and, and, and let's have a little fun. Let's let, let's let things loose. Um, let's see what we can do because we're going to have to score points in order to win this game, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M, you're, you're battling the 12th man. Yep. It's, a t- it's an intimidating environment. I'm sure you've played there, Herb. Yep. What's what's that place like? Uh, when I was there, man, it was crazy. This was 1995, my freshman year, and it was hot. It was regular turf. It's not the new stuff that they have now. Um, it was it was just uh, – and, and they had a defense that, that was not anything to play with. Um, and then I think McElroy was playing – Running back at the time over there, Aaron Glenn was playing uh, DB. Uh, I mean, they had some linebackers. It was crazy, but the fans are just like, just like Tiger fans. To be honest with you, they're loud. They're gonna they're gonna make a lot of noise and uh, they're gonna cheer their team on. Yeah, and look, they, they they would love under first year head coach Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. 
to to get a not to notch a win, yep. send their season in the right direction, in particular uh, notch a bowl win as well. But or put yourself in a really good position to get a better bowl. Uh, they they would love nothing more than to beat an LSU Tiger team like you said that's has one loss to Florida and one loss to Alabama, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, and and look, I think this is a a statement win for Jimbo too. I think this is something that he circled on the calendar when he signed the deal with uh, with Texas A and M. I mean, because you know, a couple years back, he was supposed to be the coach here. That you know, the the rumors were that he was going to sign um, the deal to, to to coach at LSU, and then for whatever reason, it all fell fell apart. And um and and you know, Jimbo he he was here when when um Coach Saban was here. He did an excellent job. He also you know, he, he coached against LSU when he was at Auburn as well. Um, so he knows a lot about LSU. He knows a lot about the tradition, and he knows the tradition that this game is going to bring as well, especially now that he's the head coach at Texas A&M. Rivalry weekend in college football and Ohio State-Michigan. Right now, number 10, Ohio State on top of Michigan, 24-19. to 19. Michigan yeah. coming in at the fourth-ranked team in the country. That would bode well if Ohio State ends up yeah. beating Michigan. It helps LSU. No, it, it, it really does. And, and, look, Jimbo is one of my uh, – not Jimbo, I'm sorry – Jim Harbaugh is one of my favorite college coaches, period. Um, but I'm pulling for Ohio State. And they, they got to pull this win out. And I do not like Ohio State. But if they can pull this win out, that will be huge for not only LSU but college football, period, because then they start to shake things up a little bit again. So, uh, And I know the fans like to see that. Oh, yeah. 14.55 remaining over there in the shoe, the horseshoe, up there in Ohio State. We'll keep you updated throughout that action. Also, all of college football on this final regular season weekend. This is Tiger Tailgating. Up next, Jeff Palermo, Louisiana Radio Network Sports and News Director, also WWL.com columnist. Herbert Christian here on Tiger Tailgate and on WWL. Rivalry weekend in college football, the last weekend of the regular season. Welcome into Tiger Tailgate and Herb and Christian. Also, still uh, beaming over that sweep of the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds, the Saints beating Atlanta 31-17 on Thanksgiving night. Who that, baby? Who that? 10-1. and one. They are rolling. Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist, also Louisiana Radio Sports and News Director, joining us as he does each and every Saturday during the college football season. Jeff, how are you? How are Thanksgiving? Uh, it's, uh, it's been a good Thanksgiving. Thanks for uh, asking. I hope things are going well in the uh, Garica household as well. Uh, they, they are, certainly along with the, the Tyler household uh, during, during the holidays as well. Jeff, yep. um, man, LSU, huge opportunity today to get to 10 wins and potentially 11 if you count the bowl game. Coach O and uh, the LSU Tigers have not shied away from that. They, they, and they, if anything, they've put that at the forefront. Uh, it's, it's something you can really hang your hat on, especially when it comes to recruiting. And uh, you can sit there and say, hey, we've, we've won 10 games and we plan to keep winning 10 games from uh, here on out. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it's certainly a, a significant milestone. Um, I, I would say, though, if, you know, if LSU lost here tonight, um, I, I don't, yes, it would be very disappointing, but uh, I don't, I wouldn't say then all of a sudden the season is a failure or they, they didn't do what uh, they were supposed to do. This is not an easy game for LSU tonight. Uh, they're going up against a good quarterback, uh, got a team that's got an outstanding running back, a team that defends the run very well. And that's a, it's not in a way, when you look at it, not a very good matchup for the Tigers when they like to run the ball. And if they can't if they can't run the ball and the passing game is mediocre tonight, I think they'll I think they'll struggle offensively. And unless their defense plays a light lights out performance, uh, I don't know if LSU can beat Texas A and M if that's the case. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, with that being said, how do you think we're going to attack? Do, do you think the LSU will try to rely on the run game, or do you think they'll come out and try to pass the ball a little bit offensively? I think they're going to try to stay balanced. Uh, that that has been the mantra of uh, Coach Ed Orgeron really ever since uh, 
you know, he's been the head coach. He's wanted to have a, a balanced attack uh, where you can uh, you can throw uh, passes off the play action. And so I, I would look for them to really try mm-hmm. to establish the run game because they know that's, that's their strength, um, especially if you don't know if Justin Jefferson is going to be able to play. You hope that he can play. But you, you go into this game possibly without your leading receiver. Uh, that just uh, makes things a little bit more difficult for LSU tonight. Jeff, when you look at this matchup, Vegas, they don't miss very often. Three-and-a-half-point underdogs are the Tigers. Can you surmise the reason as to why, they are, uh, why they're, they're dogs? Well, uh, I mean, if it was a neutral, uh, a neutral field, obviously uh, it would probably be a, a pick kind of a contest. But these two teams are kind of, I think, talent-wise, uh, they're, they're about right, right about there. Uh, I think uh, you give the edge to Texas A&M. I think they got the better quarterback. Uh, they got a 1,000-yard running back. LSU doesn't. The Tigers have struggled to protect Joe Burrow this season. Um, that, that's a concern. Uh, and you're playing at home. And, and I think uh, there's the, the Jimbo Fisher factor in this as well. I think, uh, you know, he's just looking at it. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is regarded as a better head coach than Ed Orgeron. And there's probably a little bit uh, that, hey, I mean, LSU's won seven in a row against A&M. Uh, eventually, it's time for the Aggies to win a game in this series. And maybe tonight's the night for them to do it. Hanging out with Jeff Palermo here on Tiger Tailgate and Louisiana Radio Network Sports and News Director at Jeff Palermo LRN, also our WWL.com columnist. Jeff, going inside this this offense, you've got to see production today, I think, getting back to the running game, something that they've gotten away from. Joe Burrow and that company a couple weeks ago, or that Joe Burrow and company, I should say, a couple weeks ago, Ogeron, Coach O, said that they've lost their identity. I think, yeah, last week against Rice, you're going to find your identity against them no matter what, but I don't think it was truly found. Tonight you have to find it. Yeah, you certainly do, and I think it really starts with the offensive line. They got to create holes for the uh, running backs, Nick Brissett, Clyde Edwards-Elair, and they got to give Joe Pearl some time. And if, if Pearl's got some guys that are open, he's got to hit them. Um, and, and hopefully, you can eliminate the drop passes. I mean, that was that was the disturbing thing about the performance against Rice, even though they put up some good numbers and it, it looks good when you when you see the score flash across uh, the, the bottom of the screen, but the drop passes, uh, man, I, that's been an issue, I think, really all season long. And when they finally had some guys that were wide open and they couldn't complete some passes for whatever reason, um, mainly because of drop passes, that, that was uh, that was tough to watch. Uh, granted, no team's ever perfect, uh, but uh, you know, they, they, I think they really need to have one of their best offensive performances here tonight in order to win. With the injuries on the defensive side for LSU, how do you think we they you know I guess try to stop that potent uh, passing attack by Texas A&M as well as their running attack? Well, I think uh, a lot of it. I think you got to rely on your your top guys. You need Devin White, Greedy Williams, those two guys to have some some big games here tonight. Um, you know, if LSU can muster up a, a bit of a pass rush, I think that would help. I think the Tigers' defense can keep LSU. They're going to keep LSU in this game. Uh, I, I don't see A&M coming out here and scoring 31 points or something like that on this LSU defense. It's been strong all season long. And they should play well here tonight. I, I know you, you got some injuries. You don't have Christian Fulton. Uh, you don't have Braden Fajoko. Um, you know, those guys are good players, but uh, those are guys I think they can survive without. They got some other quality players that they can plug in there and They'll be able to do just fine here tonight. So um, I think it, it starts with with a little with some pressure. Uh, to me, uh, LSU needs to force some turnovers too. Um, they they lead the 
SEC and interceptions this season. I think uh, that is one way that they can uh, try to they can come away with a victory here, create some short fields for the Aggies' offense, and uh, if they can get some interceptions in this game, maybe rattle, rattle uh, Kellen on a little bit. Uh, then, then the Tigers uh, obviously that increases their chances to win. Jeff Palermo, Louisiana Radio Network Sports and News Director, man, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll let you run. Go enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, right, Jeff. Take care. Dave, what's going on, Dave? You're on Tiger Tailgate on WWL. Hey, what's up, uh, Christian Herb Tyler? What's up, Dave? Number fourteen in your program, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, you go number one in your high, baby. Yeah, you're right. Hey, look, uh, Herb. Uh, Allow me to express my uh, opinion, make my comments about Coach O. And if I'm the only one, well, so be it. Uh, I'm still not over. I'm still not over it. I'm talking about Bama. Uh, uh, Coach O let us down. When you talk the talk, you're supposed to walk the walk. Uh, One of the local TV stations said afterwards, all talk and no action. When I heard that, I went, yeah. Yeah, you're right, because that's what it was. They talked about Aranda. I just tuned in a little while ago, so uh, I caught I caught you uh, praising Aranda and uh, reading some of the articles in the sports page about Aranda, uh, uh, you know, about his healthy salary, and now's the time to step up and earn that money. You know, the fact that we're, it's Bama week and we're getting ready to play Bama, and all I heard was this is going to be our best chance to beat Bama uh, I disagree with that. I thought two years ago when we went into the fourth quarter scoreless, that was our best chance. We wound mm-hmm. up losing 10 nothing. Look, look, Coach O was 0-3 against Bama. And, and those three losses, two have been shutout losses at home. Total score, 39 nothing. Bama. Man, what a disgrace. Come on. Uh so, Dave, let me let me interrupt your tirade here. And look, I get I get the frustration, but look, this is Alabama, and there's not a program right now, currently in the country, that is anywhere close to touching Alabama. It's just it's just they are that good. So I get your frustration, but I think you should you should temper it just because nobody's beaten this team. Nobody is beating this team this year in particular. And I'll I'll go ahead and say that Clemson, whomever, whoever else you want to put up against them, unless it's a pro franchise, unless it's an NFL team, they're not losing. They're <laughs> no, just not, Dave. I, I agree 100. percent I think I think Dave brings up some really good points. I mean, we 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 don't score any points this year. We get beat 29 nothing. Then two years ago, we get beat 10 nothing. We go into the fourth quarter, you know, tied zero zero, and and you should at home you would think theoretically that we could come out with a win at that particular point. However, the thing is, Christian, like you said, this team this year, um, you know, at this Alabama team is is one of the best teams we've seen ever in college football. Period. Offensively, defensively, and special teams wise. Now, then you add the coach at uh, who Nick Saban is. He's been in this battle a million times already, so he knows what it's all about. And Coach O talks the talk because he does try to walk the walk. The problem is sometimes when you walk the walk, you stumble or you fall, or you trip, or whatever, or you run up against a brick wall like we did with Alabama. And that's the thing. And our offense was just not clicking that night. We, did, we, we could not muster anything that night in order to, uh, you know, to put any points on the board. We just, we just were flat out not good that night. But that doesn't mean, though, that you rest the whole season or Coach O's uh, ability to coach on that one game. So let's not, let's not do that. Dave, I mean – what do you want them to say though? That they're not? Do you want them to say publicly that they're not on uh, on the level of Alabama? I mean, he's not going to say that. He's going to internally. They are internally going to believe 
that they are a team that can beat Alabama. Until they believe that, until they until they acknowledge that they can, they're, they're not even going to ever come close yeah. to beating Alabama. Yeah. So you have to believe that before you can go out and do it. And, and look, I have no problem with with Coach O saying, "Hey, look, you know, we, we got a chance, et cetera." Yeah. You're supposed to believe. You have that. a chance every you do game. You have a chance every game with this Alabama team. There's nobody that's going to beat them. They're just not. They're, they're going to run the table. If they stay healthy, they'll run the table. Yeah, they'll, they'll run the table and win it all. Just a fact of the matter. Temper your, your frustration because I think LSU, especially if they get the win tonight, they are headed certainly in the right direction. More of Tiger Tailgate next here on WWL. Time now for insights into the NFL draft. Seth Dunlap sat down with NFL analyst Mike Dettelier. Here it is. Thanks, Christian, and welcome into Mike Dettelier's insights into the 2019 draft. Brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at the Thibodeau Regional Medical Center keeping you safely in the game. Mike, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and here we go. This rivalry that the uh, quote-unquote rivalry the SEC has tried to shove down our throats here, Texas A&M and LSU. Texas A&M trying to get their first win against the Tigers since they joined the SEC. All I know, Seth, is that uh, this is one game. uh, I know everybody wants to beat Alabama, and Coach O won't say it, but I can tell you, man, he wants to beat Texas A&M. He didn't heard enough of that talk about Jimbo Fisher. And, you know, listen, it all worked out great for both of them. Both of them got head coaching jobs. But, you know, for everybody, ah, he's never going to be Jimbo Fisher, that sort of thing. Man, um, I think it's sort of eating at his craw a little bit <laughs> that he's had to hear that for quite some time. And um, I think Jimbo is one heck of a coach. So it'll be an interesting matchup between the two guys. And he's a great recruiter. Next season's recruiting class for Texas A&M going to be a top uh, three or four class, it looks like. But on their roster right now, Mike, still a lot of talent. Not the talent you're used to with a Jimbo team. But what can you tell us about the offense here as we look forward to the draft? Well, on the offensive side of the football, I got to talk to Jimbo uh, in July. and He was telling me about Trevion Williams, the running back, and he's like, Mike, you know, he, he's a lot like what I had at Florida State and Devontae Freeman. I was like, man, if he's even close to that, you got something special. And he said, you know what, he's pretty doggone close. Well, all he's done this year, he leads the SEC in rushing with 1,326 yards. He's averaging six yards a pop, 13 touchdowns. He's caught 26 passes coming out of the backfield. He's a tough, quick, shifty, make-you-miss type runner, very patient, good eye vision, hit the hole, come out the other end, and he finishes off his run strong. He's a five foot nine, and I might be stretching it, and he's a little over 200 pounds. So he's built along the lines of Devontae Freeman, just a junior. I got a feeling he may take a long look at the NFL draft. He's, he's that type of player. And the other guy – is Jay Sternberger, who I knew as a high school player, highly recruited, uh, tight end, went to Oklahoma, and then Mark Andrews is there. He ain't playing. So he goes to Northeast Oklahoma A&M. He's a big-time high school athlete in track, basketball, football. All he's done this year, 42 catches, averaging over 17 yards a catch, eight touchdowns, a six foot four, 250-pound, fourth-year junior, so he's another guy who's eligible for the draft, sure-handed guy, really good inline blocker, but, boy, he knows how to find that little sweet spot downfield and get open. Now LSU is going to face two of the top tight ends in college football in the last month with Irv Smith Jr. at Alabama and now uh, Chase uh, Jace Sternberger at Texas A&M. Let's go over to the defensive side, and this is a unit that is really better than I thought coming into this year. We know uh, under Kevin Sumlin, this defense really struggled at times, but they've been pretty good on that side of the ball. Mike, what can you tell us about some of the guys we'll be hearing about uh, in this upcoming draft? 
Yeah, Cynthia, I wish I could remember the, the coach that told me this. This was a few years back at the lineman's camp, and he told me, he said, keep your eye on Mike Elko, who had just gotten a job at Notre Dame. He said, man, he is one heck of a coach, and he's a guy that one day will be a head coach in college football. He did a great job at Notre Dame, goes to A&M. That had been a problem. They, they were not a real physical football team. They had been gashed by LSU and other teams who committed to the run. What they have is big-time players up front where they could have four defensive linemen selected in the draft with Landon, with Landis Durham, uh, who's a defensive end, their best player, um, Kingsley Kiki, their defensive tackle, a six foot three, 310-pound defensive tackle, and then Dalen Mack, who was heavily recruited, almost went to LSU, nose guard guy at six foot and a half, 325. And then Otari Alaka, who was a former defensive end, now turned outside linebacker, who's uh, also been a big play artist. They got a lot of talent along that defensive front. They have been strong against the run. Where they're weak is in the secondary. They do have one big-time player in Donovan Wilson, young man from Woodlawn High School in Louisiana, who they've used close to the line of scrimmage. But he also is pretty good in the coverage part of the game, 6'1", 215-pounder, guy who's had two pass interceptions this year, but also 53 tackles, so he's a good open field tackler. The one guy to watch for, though, is the punter, is Braden Mann. Uh, You talk about a guy that can punt the air out of the football. He's averaging almost 51 yards a punt, and 22 of his 42 punts have went for 50 yards or more. He's also a really good kickoff return man. Field position is going to be critical in this game for both sides, but Braden Mann is a tremendous punter uh, for Texas A&M. Mike, are you surprised that Texas A&M was favored in this football game? Not really. They've played well at home. Where they've had struggles at is on the road, but they have a very inconsistent quarterback in Mon. He's been hot and cold. He gets in a streak where he'll hit three or four nice throws and then he'll miss. But they've been a much better home team than on the road. And uh, Vegas hasn't been good with LSU. No, they haven't. I, I got to be I mean, I, almost like with the Saints. They have not been good pegging LSU. I think this is a field goal game. It comes down to a kick late. And you know what? I think the streak continues. I think Cole Tracy kicks one through and LSU beats A&M late. I think this is a game that comes down to whoever has the ball last. They win it with a field goal. Mike, always appreciate it, man. Looking forward to this one. We'll see what happens here. LSU trying to get win number 10. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you, well, during bowl season, man. Thanks a lot, Seth. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Mike Dettelier's insights into the 2019 draft brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at the Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, keeping you safely in the game. I'm Seth Dunlap. Now back to Christian Garrick and Herb Tyler for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, getting you set for LSU, Texas A&M, later today. Guys? All right, thank you very much, Seth. Nice job as always. Kudos to you and Mike for that segment. Really enjoy that. Coming away, stepping away and coming back here. Score update: Michigan, Ohio State, twenty-seven to nineteen. Ohio State on top of Michigan late in the third or halfway through the third. And of course, number four, Michigan, number ten, Ohio State. That helps LSU. You are a Buckeye fan today. Tiger tailgating continues here on WWL. Now thirty-four to nineteen up there in Columbus. Ohio State leads over Michigan after a blocked punt resulted in another score for the Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes! Across across town here. Yes. On the campus of 
Tulane University. They were up 21-3 over Navy, trying to become bowl eligible. They now trail with about three minutes to go in the ballgame, 28-21. Navy on top of Tulane. We're pulling for the green wave. We want them to become bowl eligible as we check in around the uh, college football scores uh, scoreboard, I should say. Right now, as you heard, 34-19, Ohio State on top of number four, Michigan. Number five, Georgia. Giving Georgia Tech a beating, 45-7. to And in the uh, another rivalry game, number 11, Florida, on top of Florida State, 27-14. to One minute and 46 seconds to go in the third quarter. Syracuse mm-hmm. and Boston, number 20, Syracuse, 35. Boston College, 21. Those are the games currently in progress later on. It's the Iron Bowl. Auburn and Alabama kick off at 2.30. Also, Maryland and Penn State, Illinois and Northwestern. I know Zach Streif will be keeping an eye on that matchup, Illinois and Number 19, Northwestern. Any of those scores surprise you so far? No, not not one. I, not even the Ohio State-Michigan game? No, I mean, no. I, I You know, the, the the thing about it is I always say that Michigan will have a a, a significant loss. Not, not an early loss like they did already, but something that's going to be, you know, that's going to really hinder their season, and this is it. And Ohio State is playing like a like people with their backs to the wall because they have nothing to lose right now. They have they have everything to gain in this situation. So, um, so they're playing inspired football right now, and I like it. I mean, hey, I'm I'm rooting for them because we need everybody in front of LSU to lose. Yeah, I mean, if you get Ohio State winner, then USC beats Notre Dame. Right, you, you might be looking got at a chance. Something. Might LSU's be looking got a chance if they take care of business against Texas A&M. Yes, Herbert yes. Christian here on Tiger Tailgating. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text eight seventy eight seventy. This is WWL. I see a Tulane coming back yes. against Navy. One forty four remaining. They score a touchdown. Two-point conversion. They now they now lead the midshipmen. Go wave. 29-28. Roll wave. Trying to become bowl eligible. I know this is Tiger tailgating, but look, as Herb and I have said before, all in-state schools. Yep. We want to give them. We want to try to give them some love as much as we can, and certainly appreciate and root for them to have success because it's all good for the state of Louisiana. Tulane right now 29-28 over Navy at Yeoman Stadium. A buck forty-four remaining in that ball game. James. In our no, Ohio State just scored again. Yes, after an interception from Shea Patterson. I like it. My goodness, they are beating down Michigan right now, forty to nineteen, pending the extra point. Three ten remaining in that uh, third quarter up there in Columbus, and the Buckeye fans are loving this. They are crushing Michigan right I'm now. I'm loving this right now, man. This is beautiful. Let's go, Buckeyes. James and LSU. <laughs> James, you're on WWL. Wants to talk about LSU. Go ahead, James. Yeah, hey, guys, listen, assuming that LSU takes care of business tonight, and I know, you know, uh, A&M is a slim uh, favorite, and I heard Mike Dettelier think LSU squeezes it out in a, in a nail-biter, but mm-hmm. let's say LSU handles themselves, you know, well. Um, you know, Michigan looks like they're going up in flames right now, so come Tuesday that sh- could possibly put us in the number five spot going into the SEC championship game. Do you guys think if Alabama beats Georgia, we could sneak into that number four spot based on the fact that we both have two losses? Yes, because you beat, beat them. Because you beat them. That's right. I do. You you would you would tend to believe that that would be the case. Now, the problem with that is <clears throat> you still have the committee who has to talk to it all and, and who they think will be the best representative. representative They're looking for matchups. That, exactly. In, in that particular, you know, playoff series. So, I, you know, I don't know. I think I think it's the, the numbers say that we should, right? But then now we're leaving it up to people who actually have to delegate it. But then who, who uh, Herb, who would you say would, who could who could leapfrog LSU in that position? I mean. 
Well, here's the thing. The um, team is playing right now in, in Ohio State. They got, they got a, like this. They, 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 look, they I, got a long ways to go, though. They're they number do. 10. They do. But what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying, though, is that don't be surprised if that's talked about. Not, I'm not saying it's going to be the result. Just saying, that don't be surprised like if, Christian, if people bring that up. Talk about Ohio State. Like you know, Ohio State could be ranked 16th at I the know. end of the season, and they'd be talking about it's them. the same thing with Notre Dame. You know? Bottom line is, you want you you want another Georgia loss in the SEC championship game to Alabama. You want today's happening so far. You're getting one third of the equation or one one quarter of the equation because there's four quarters to this equation. Ohio State has to beat Michigan. Looks like they're go- they're on their way to do that. USC has to beat Notre Dame. And then, Ella, and then Alabama has to take care of business against Auburn today and then beat Georgia in the SEC title game, and LSU has to take care of business against Texas A&M. Right. And, and then, right. Well, thank, thanks, guys. All right, I'll hang up. All right, James, thank you, man. I mean, look, that's that's the scenario. That, that is the scenario, and it's going to be difficult, and that's the thing. That's why it was pivotal for us to beat Florida when, when, when we lost to that Florida game. We can have that one loss to Alabama going into it, maybe be a number five on the outside or possibly be that number four team with the one loss, you know, um, but and that's that's difficult. So we'll, we, you know, it's it's you know we go we we'll see. We still have to take care of business tonight against Texas A and M, and we need to beat them convincingly. I think, I think we definitely have to do that. If we you squeak out a win, um, you know, it, it depends on what type of squeak out a win. If it's a ten to thirteen game, then no. But if it's forty five, forty eight, maybe it's something different. Tulane trying to become bowl eligible. Fourth down, timeout over there in Yolman Stadium. They're down or they're down to Tulane. 29 to 28. Yeah, Tulane's up 29 28. See if Tulane can squeeze this one out. It's got a roll wave, baby. Got a roll wave. Tiger tailgating continues with Herb Tyler and Christian Garrick here on WWL.